Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Mike. What's up? Hi, Derek. A lot. Uh, let's see. What, what do you mean a lot? What are you drinking? I don't know what you gave me. Okay. It's what, what you is requested. This? Is so, this the Clonic Kilty? Clonic Kilty single barrel. Love yeah. that. She dark. She's dark. So we're back for another weekly episode, which we're excited for. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsors. Addies, thank you so much for your logo. And Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for your continued partnership slash sponsorship they're a etsy shop on roids and they can make personalized items for you uh based on your needs whether they're t-shirts keychains um bottle openers coasters water bottles all branded everything the like head over to their website queencitycreativeworks.com and you can uh, scroll down on their homepage to the shop now button select it and then uh exclusively shop with them and then they can ship everything right to your door via usps which is beyond exciting so queen city thank you um but today's useless fact we got a good one for you hell yeah today's useless fact is uh the buffalo female population as of 2020 is 134,105 134,100 the buffalo female population yes so what does that mean there's more females than there are men um it is a for every 100 males there's 88 females oh so there's more men than there are females yes what is this china i don't know if it's that extreme but i think (laughs) a lot of it is uh i mean just the city itself but also that's 2020 statistics you think there's more now that's also specifically downtown not like erie county is there an age range for that no it's just like a random statistic on the interwebs is my water behind you that's right there. You you looking for some agua? I am. I'm okay. A little, I'm a little parched. Okay, I got you. Give me two seconds. Appreciate you, bro. No problem. Yeah, we're just hanging out here, guys. It's been a little bit since we recorded because Mr. Mikey Mike had some stuff going on. Yeah. Tell him about him. <laughs> Derek's guzzling. I'm surprised how well... Good Lord. What are you, a camel? We're storing all that. There you go. Bottoms up. Yeah. See, but we're drinking responsibly because for every one ounce of whiskey, we're drinking 34 ounces of water. I've been in the studio since like 10 o'clock. So doing good things. Doing the Lord's work. A lot of stuff. I don't know if you guys know this, but we got a new channel, Buffalo or Whiskey Talk with BHH. So filming some content for that. No big deal. But anyway, Michael, (laughs) what's up? Uh, my, My daughter arrived early. Five days early. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So Buffalo Happy Hour crew has uh, grown by one officially, which is exciting. How do you feel? Good. Do you feel, feel exhausted? Good. Not really. Exha- I mean, um, tired, but not exhausted. It's really not that difficult, especially the first two weeks. It's just, you know, what are, what do they want? Whether it's warmth, sleep, Food or a diaper change. That's pretty much their mm-hmm. whole life. So once you boil it down to one of those things, then then they're good. Um, but yeah, so Ava Rose Kelly was officially born on June 10th at 11 a.m. Healthy as can be. Um, all fives all the way around. No extras. Nice. Nothing crazy. She's a beautiful baby. Yeah. yeah Thank she God. Is. She's, She's not because uh, some babies are ugly. Some babies are super ugly, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, oh, that's a baby. And it's well, like, you no. and Colleen are attractive people. We talked about it last episode. 
Yeah. Where we rate. Right. But I think we definitely uh, were blessed. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, I mean, she was six pounds, six ounces, which was great. But I've learned a lot of stuff that they don't tell you about uh, through the entire process. And then afterwards, there's a lot of – and then you you tell people this that already have kids. and like, oh, well, yeah. It's like, well, no one told us that, you know? <laughs> like what? Like your kid loses weight post-delivery. I didn't know any of that. I, oh, really? I never knew that. So I'm just like, you know, she was six pounds, six ounces, and she dropped to five pounds, 15, 16 ounces. And we're like, what's going on? You know, it's like, oh, it's normal. Like it's just, you know. She went to the bathroom a couple times. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. And then every, you know, two and a half, three hours, she's eating. So so am I. So it works right. out perfect. That's right. Pumping her full of that wolf milk. <laughs> so she's, uh, but no, she's healthy. She had jaundice for like, I don't know, five days, four but days. But said like every baby has that? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just toxins inside their body and their, their system's not flushing it out fast enough. So they're not like going to the bathroom enough because you're still pumping them with fluids and like formula and like breast milk, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then over time it takes a minute, but then they just got to flush all that out. It's, you know, their livers and their kidneys and their immune system's not like fully developed per se. So they just store it and then they turn like yellow. Mm. Not a lot, but um, so Ava had like this orange glow to her um, and then a little bit of yellow by her eyes and then her cheeks and her nose. And then now it's pretty much gone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you just kind of put them in the sun for a little bit, like let them sleep in front of the window. Our weather's been pretty shoddy. So is that true? You yeah. You just like put them with baby lotion and oil and they just get a snooky thing going on? I mean, you don't lather them up. <laughs> but yeah, you just let them sleep in front of the window and let the sun kind of hit their skin. Kind of helps. Um, and then you just keep feeding them constantly and let them flush it all out. In the 70s, that's all they did. They just put them in front of the window. It's like you're fine. So why don't we do that? Why don't we have, like, windows all over our house to, like, sleep in front of windows as grown adults? Because clearly it helps. Right? I don't know. I mean, we barely get enough vitamin D here anyways. That's well, why that's we what take I'm saying. vitamin D. Well, some of us do. Right. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, from your perspective what you – oh, we filled up the board. We I did. I didn't know that that was the last of it. We got to yeah, wipe gotta it. We got to keep that keep – that con- we've done st- – seven reviews already on the new channel yeah we're doing good oh yeah um anyway so i'm interested to see your from your experience of raising ava of like because you're i feel like you're similar to me in the fact that you try not to do medication you try not to do like any sub like if you have a headache just i'll figure it out my headache will go away eventually and now that you have a kid if you have that same mindset and if you do have that same mindset what you learned from them that you should do yourself like sleeping in front of the window is a good example like why don't we do that more if that helps babies out you know like right. not necessarily sleep in front of the window because you can't but like even having windows and blinds and doors and everything open all the time like if that changes your habits at all no it's a fair question it's a good point um when it comes to like medications it's yeah it's almost like a fresh clean slate mm-hmm. you know i i waited till basically the last hour to turn in her packet for the social security's office to give her a social. Yeah. But as soon as she arrived, right? Like they moved her to the bassinet slash scale slash like prep area. I cut the cord. They moved over there. Right. So we didn't have like an umbilical cord Mm -hmm. all, you know, all across the room. So she's in the bassinet and she's getting wiped down. And then she was going right to Colleen and she's scream crying, you know, she's, which is a great sign. Like I was hoping for that. And then 
she was like reaching with her hands. And it's really interesting because she would always do this or this or this on every ultrasound. Oh, really? So her hands were always by her face. And then when she showed up, she's her hands and her feet are never not moving. Like, she's just super alert. Um, and then I reached down, and I'm just like, hold my finger. Like, relax. Let him wipe you down. Like, it'll be fine. And she grabbed my finger and didn't let go. And she's just like, okay. And then um, she went over to, to Colleen and then did skin to skin with mom. I took, like, four photos. The whole delivery team is still in the room. So I'm trying to, like, do all that. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of Colleen. She's laying there. And she, I mean, it was, it was impressive. She did really, really well throughout the entire thing. Epidural worked. Um, she pushed for like literally an hour and a half. It was wow. flawless. There was no, no real issue. She was in labor for 30, just over 30 hours. Um, but it was slow and gradual. And then once the pain got to like a five, six, she got the epidural and then she really didn't feel a lot of like the tough, strenuous mm-hmm. contractions or anything. And then, uh, the delivery was like flawless there was really she didn't scream or yeah i mean it seemed like from what i just like Callie wasn't in there very long like in general how many what was it like three days total basically yeah yeah. so we her water broke on friday the 9th um and then i basically set i told work got all that situated first thing in the morning stayed home um we called because her contractions weren't super like the whole 511 Mm -hmm. rule that never mattered throughout the entire first baby which is interesting um because you go into this with like a plan and diaper bags and baby bags and hospital bags and all these things you're just like okay like we'll get to it when we get to it and then we were home waiting for her contractions to change and get more intense and then more frequent and they just kind of didn't so we called and we're like we called our you know our doctors we're like what do we do like water definitely broke so now what because her contractions are like you know super inconsistent but they're here and they're like wait you know 10 ish hours but i would definitely go at some point today i'm like okay so we did we waited like 10 12 hours and then went to the hospital walked in had our bags and you know we go in as just us and kylan's got her belly you know and then uh they're like how are you we're like we're good and they're like okay what what can i help you with we're like we're gonna have a baby like we're gonna have a baby <laughs> And, like, you, well, how do you start that conversation, right. like, that whole process? And, like, okay, sounds good. Like, we just need your ID, you know, dad. I was, like, okay. And then they're, like, she's, you know, she's already basically admitted because she did the – you can basically, like, pre-approve yourself for the flight, basically. So you can pre-register <laughs> and, like, pre-check like into the TSA hospital. Check. <laughs> yeah. So Colleen did that, which we found out after the fact is – Literally only if it's after hours, but if it's regular hours and you just admit yourself into the hospital, then you just like talk to people and you're like, I'm admitting myself into the hospital. And oh. they're like, okay, sounds good. And then they admitted us. Um, we sat in the waiting room for like three minutes. They brought us back. No one's in the waiting room. No one else is in the hospital. Like, except like just a couple of people, staff, super chill, super chill the whole time. Jesus. And then, uh, I'm like, okay, sounds good. Get into the first room. They check everything out. They run a couple tests, and they're just like, yeah, you're definitely ruptured, which meant, like, your water did officially break, so we're going to keep you. You're not going home. We're like, okay. They checked uh, dilation to see where she was at, and it was, like, just getting started, and they're like, sounds good. Like, we'll just wait it out, take our time, see, where, you know, how we do. And then uh, once they said your water did break, we're going to move you, move you to the delivery room. We're like, okay. So we did. We went to the other side of the hall and, uh, like, or floor, 
checked in, and then we were there all day hanging out in that room. Um, I got situated. I brought up the other bags and sleeping bags and stuff because mm-hmm. I brought, like, stuff to sleep with. And um, we were just kind of waiting. At that point, it got to, like, 18 hours. And uh, Colleen was, you know, we agreed to do, I don't know, it's, it starts with a P. It's like a medication to basically, like, start speeding it up because they don't want to wait too long. And the reason is once your water breaks, you're open up. You're you're more prone to infections because mm-hmm. there's no like barrier. I also didn't know that, so learned that. And I was like, well, that makes complete sense. And they're like, so we're just gonna try to you know get this going a little bit, speed it up. So, sped it up. Things are good. Got the epidural. Um, and then at that point, you know, she sat there and she goes, okay, let's you know let's push. I'm having a contraction. I'm like okay. And then hour and a half later, boom, there she is. Damn. It was crazy. So super relaxed, super chill. Um, to those curious, I did all the things like held a leg. You know, um, cut the cord, uh, watched enough, you know, like Colleen wanted me to kind of be with her, like looking at her and things and just kind of like being with her and making sure that she was good and then not really just like right, super awkward. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Were there any weird experiences that you weren't expecting that happened? Like, did they ask you to, to actually deliver the baby or no? No, they kind of asked or just like, <laughs> you know what what is your involvement level want like what do you want it to be and um and i was like i'll you know i'll do everything like i can scrub up if you want me to you know i can wear gloves i can help <laughs> please out please tell me to clean up after <laughs> yeah and um and but i was involved like i just because it was so long it was like 30 hours or whatever that i was asking the nurses questions about what the monitors meant how how do i read these so that way if you're busy or whatever i can like quickly attend to it because obviously i'm not going to sleep so i learned you know, what a contraction looks like versus what the baby's heart uh, heartbeat and heart rate looks like versus Colleen's because they're all three on the same screen, mm-hmm. so I'm learning that. I figured out how to silence the machine, which I don't know if I'm supposed to do, but, like, everybody does. So if it gives a false read, here's the thing they don't tell you. Some women probably know this, but dudes don't. I can almost guarantee it until they have a kid. Your wife is on a blood pressure cuff the entire time and it goes off it's automated and it goes off every 15 minutes so there's no shot your your wife's gonna sleep or your partner or girlfriend or who's ever having your kid if you're there which i hope you are you're not a deadbeat then it goes off every 15 minutes and it doesn't stop and it's aggressive so there's no way they're gonna sleep so she's going into this dehydrated and exhausted before she's even having a kid so that kind of sucked and um so that that's going on I'm asking the nurses, like, what language do you use? What's your lingo? So I can, like, know to move out of the way or get involved. Like or, Spanish? Kind of. But I was, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, we're going to break the table. And that's, like, moving into the next step for delivery. And I was like, okay. One of the things that they, they don't tell you about, here's a secret. They, post-delivery, obviously, they, like, try to clean clean you up, right? But they, they just literally, bro, they take a, a bucket of distilled water. And they just, like, pour it onto your wife to, like, clean her and just, like, get the blood and stuff away. Makes sense, right? Like, no infection. Didn't think of that. I was like, oh, like, it's that that's completely logical. But nobody <laughs> tells you, like, yeah, we're literally just going to pour water like a baptism. And I was laughing with Colleen. I'm like, did you know that was going to happen? She's like, no. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and I was laughing with the nurses. I was like, I told you to tell me all the things. You didn't tell me about the bucket of water. Like, what's going on with the bucket of water? And like, yeah, like, that's, you know, it's normal. Like, it is. But, like, you know. And it makes sense. Yeah, but you don't think of that. Right. Like, yeah, we're just literally just going to dump distilled water and, you know, sterilized water. 
and then uh, it'll help. I'm like, that's crazy. And it's just like a, you know, it's, it doesn't go on the floor. They have, like, bags set up to catch everything. They're, like, playing basketball with, like, the afterbirth placenta. I'm like, this is this bucket of water. It was fascinating. It was on its... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's really cool to experience. Um, and then there's no nursery in the hospital. Mm. So you have your baby. They send you up to the like basically the post delivery recovery floor and they they don't check on you unless you like specifically call somebody in so it's you your wife and your baby and in a room for like another day or two days and they're just like all right you know call or whatever and then we'll check vitals every like four hours and that's it and they don't they don't come in they don't ask questions so you basically like, what just do you live need? there yeah and it's it's honestly beneficial in my opinion it gives you a chance with your wife to just figure it out right you know if your kid's screaming because they just went to the bathroom then change the diaper like that's on you mm-hmm. and you kind of get your systems and you, you figure you know you go to sleep because Colleen's she's not walking it wasn't a c-section it was natural thank god so the recovery's quicker but it's you know you just step up you just be a you, you know you'd be a husband you'd be right. a dad so um Colleen quickly realized that I don't need a ton of sleep to function where she does. So we got through that. Um, and then the first the first week really wasn't bad at all. Like um, f- some family came in just as, you know, meet her and stuff once we got home and situated. And, you know, thank God for family and friends. And thank you again for you guys. Like everyone's sending food. Everyone's doing everything they can and like trying to support and help. Uh, and a lot of it is just us trying to figure it out, get acclimated, yeah. get into it, you know, somewhat of a routine and um and and just kind of raise this kid right i mean it's it's crazy but yeah i'm a dad officially a father i still can't believe it do you feel different no no i just i i feel like i have this overwhelming burden on my shoulders where i'm just like you know is is she okay what else does she need now how else can i help how can i help colleen um what can i do better you're always like self-evaluating you're always going back and you're just, you know, you're kind of doing your thing, but every three hours, man, every three hours, she needs to eat or diaper change or something. So I'm just kind of, you, you get a shift going. Yeah. Did she, did Colleen actually end up getting whiskey or no? No, she's got her own bottle. Did she? Yeah. So she's got her own bottle of Hartman's Rye. Shout out. Um, that's all she's wanted. And she didn't, um, we didn't bring it to the hospital. She didn't want it. And she, she was born June 10th, obviously, so she's like, Father's Day, I'll have my first drink. And a lot of it is, too, is all the medicine and 
drugs right. and everything else. Like, it's not ideal, especially after delivery when you're losing that much blood right. to just drink. So she's, you know, given some time. She's uh, She had to take an iron supplement. You know, she lost a decent amount. Nothing nothing insane, nothing major, no surgery required or anything like that. But she needs, you know, time to recover. So Father's Day is going to be her first drink, which we're excited for. Hell yeah. So, but, dude, I've, I haven't craved whiskey since the 9th. You haven't craved it? Haven't craved it. Haven't really wanted it. Don't. What's wrong with you? I know. I just, like, I'm so... I'm just preoccupied mentally to think about like all the other things that I have to do that it's like, if I'm watching a movie or something or a show, I'll just like hold Ava. And then I don't, I don't want to drink. It's weird. It's almost like a part of me wants to drink because it's, you know, stressful and you're like, Oh God, this is so much. And you know, I love whiskey. And then the other part of me is like this super, what people would now call toxic masculinity of like, I need to stay sober in case something happens. You know, conservatives live in fear. That's why they carry guns. It's like, no, I'm being a responsible father and, you know, husband. So that if something does happen to this little thing, my little baby bean, like, I want to be aware and yeah. cognizant, not slow down. And there's that. And then there's also, there's more important things at hand than having a drink. So, eh. I, you know, like it's it's kind of it's this really weird dynamic. And there's there's friends that I have that stop drinking post kids because they're they're like, I I want to be I want to be there. I don't want to drink. I feel like there, though, there's definitely a point where you're not there. But the way that you and I drink, it's never like you're not there. No, like correct. if something happened when you had a drink, you would be fine. Yeah. Except for like the few one off instances, which Colleen can recall. Where we were hanging out with, you know, Mr. Jeff at his house, <laughs> and the whole point was to do, like, multiple flights. Yeah. And she well, picked yeah. me up blitzed. But, like, that's, in, in that's that different. In that situation, that's different. Right. Yeah. But, like, to all of our listeners, we're not just getting blitzed and we can't function, so Mike needs to relax so he can tend to his kid. Like, that was never, no, yeah. ever the situation. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, look at today, for instance, right? <laughs> like, she's home. Um, they're, they're both home. We did two reviews, super small tasting pours. Didn't even finish the second one. This is like three quarters of an ounce pour for this whole episode or two episodes, and it's just like I, I'm I'm good. Like I'm gonna drive home and be a dad. I swear, if you stop liking whiskey or if you stop drinking, I need to find a new co-host. Not going to. You don't have to worry about. I'm still Irish, <laughs> you know. Still Irish. Yeah. Well, it's good though. Dude. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that everything turned out. I'm happy that both of them are healthy. Yeah. And uh, now it's just that that long road to get them up to college. That's what it's all about. You know, I. Uh, might have to borrow some of your vacation time, but we'll make it work. <laughs> but no, it's yeah, it's it's very exciting. And we people are already asking about like family members are asking about college or saving for it, weddings and saving for it. And it's not a bad question or thought. I mean, the time to do it would basically be now. Yeah. You know, set something up so that people can you know contribute or whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, what we haven't talked about is religion. Kellen and I haven't talked about religion at all. Like, what are we going to do? Like, baptize or anything? Yeah. Do we baptize? Do we not? No no plan. Literally don't have a plan. Coming from me, that's crazy because I have a plan for everything. Like, well, I mean, we don't like, have a plan what for would it. be the reason to do it now? Like, no one, neither of you are religious. Me more so than her. Um, yeah, but, like, it's not like you're going to church every Sunday. No, correct. When was the last time you went to church? Someone died. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe we don't baptize. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know. What's the point of baptism? So you accept G I mean, for Christianity, 
for Christianity purposes and, you know, the different branches might be different, but I was raised Roman Catholic. So for me, the point of it is you're accepting Jesus and God as your, you know, one true savior and only God. So you need to be turdunked in so, water? So you get baptized so that when you die, you're able to get into heaven. It allows you to actually get into heaven. That's so strange. Mm-hmm. So like what? So what are your th- what are you guys thinking? Well, I'm baptized, and Is Colleen? Colleen? Colleen's not. Oh well, then. And no. I found that out basically damn near post marriage, and I was like, <laughs> "Bro, you gotta leave with this," you know. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't like butt hurt, but I it it was definitely like a small bone of contention for like an hour, where I was like, "For real? Like you're not even baptized?" She's like, "No, like I." Sorry, I guess. And I was like, well, no, don't be sorry. I'm just like, that's crazy. So now what happens? You know, like, what if there is a heaven and then you're not baptized and I am? Do I just say goodbye and then we're forced to split? So I did I did some diving. Naturally, I went down a bunch of rabbit holes. And there was a bunch of people with near-death experiences. And we've talked about that. But then everything else with mediums are like, dude, everybody gets in. Like, relax. That's why he sacrificed himself for everybody. I was like, okay. Makes me so feel a little bit better. what's the point of it? Old, Old Testament, bro. So weird. I so, know. like, I just wouldn't do it. Like, we're definitely not because I don't even know the last time I saw a church. It had to have been a wedding or something. But like, I mean, dude, that's the whole point of being a godfather is to show so then so I'm our kids <laughs> so our kids aren't going to have godfathers. I mean, probably not. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. This is deep. I know. Yeah. So the. So the whole purpose of Godfather is going back to the religion part, but you can still have somebody that would take care of the kid. Like, I still feel like there has to be another... Here we go. He's going to plead his case now, people. No, no, no. I, I'm only... <laughs> uh, I feel like there has to be some other way to, like, have that structure in place other than baptism. Like, if you die or whatever, there still has to be somebody that takes care of the kid. Maybe it's not called a Godfather, but there has to be something. No, yeah, and there's also, what's the term for that person that um, is like the midwife, basically, that helps a midwife? It's like, a, it starts with an A. You don't know? Another midwife? No. Hold on. I, I always make the joke that it's an Abby Dobby, but it's not. <laughs> uh, let me let me Google that. But, I mean, what are your, th- what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the whole thing? Like, me having a kid... And and the whole impact that it has, dude, it's fascinating right now. Like we're within the first month, we've already had to modify things. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I think that it's crazy that you're at a point where you're having kids. <laughs> like that's the weird part. Like you're the so first. So are you? Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. I feel like I've known you for so long that it's weird to see you, like, be a dad because like I've known you since we were stupid college people <laughs> I know. and so like now dumb. you're and like it's different because we we're doing it the correct way where like we got we went to school we got jobs we got engaged we got married we got like we're following the, the correct progression you know yeah so the it's correct not like progression yeah that- so it's not like you had a baby in college in college and you're like this is my second now like that's not in that situation that would have been like oh okay whatever but like you are at that level where what's next? Yeah, moving. Nothing. You've done everything now. Yeah, except buy a forever house. Yeah, but you've already bought a house. Right. 
So, like, you've literally have done everything. Yeah. Is that depressing for you? I got a dog. Well, no. I did everything regarding societal's hierarchy of tasks and things to accomplish when it comes to generating a family. Sure, I've done everything. Um, What's the next thing you look forward to? Grandfather? Personal. Yeah, basically. Well, no. Her graduating school and things like that. Like, those stages. Yeah, but like in, in the obituary, right? When you die, it's always like husband of X, father of X and X, grandfather of X, 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 whatever. Once you have grandkids, that's like, like you don't say father of X who graduated this school. Like no, that, correct, that's not yeah. the societal progression. So Next you're done yeah. for a while. Yeah. Which is why personal goals are so important. You know, personal slash professional goals. That's so weird, dude. Mm-hmm. That you're at that point where you're like, I'm good. I did everything. At 30. Good for you, dude. I Sure. Do you feel accomplished? No. No? The term is Adula. So Abu Dhabi's close. That's a micism. <laughs> but it's also a place. I'm pretty sure that's culturally insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a, what is it? It's, it's an Adula. And the Adula basically helps the midwife. It's an assistant who provides physical as well as emotional support during childbirth. So you were the Adula? No. But didn't you I provide, was the dad. But didn't you provide emotional support to the wife? I mean, yeah, but You didn't have a midwife. No, but I Midwives are for like house births, right? Uh my he was on our show. Frankie was basically the Adula. He sent food for every meal of the day when we were at the hospital. <laughs> Dude, he sent subs, breakfast sandwiches, and Panera. Nice. I'm like, what? And he's like, what else do you need? I'm like, dude, we're, we're okay. And then like 11 hours go by, and he's like, what do you need? And I was like, I, Gatorades. Like, Gatorade. Because I can't leave right now. Like, Colleen can't even walk. Like, there's no yeah. way she can stand and change a diaper. She's not even close. He's like, I'm on it. So he dropped off like granola bars, Gatorades. Um, chocolate snacks like the cookie dough bites from Regal Theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not a sponsor, but if you would be, please, because I love those things. <laughs> and just like knickknacks and then chips, and it's just like, yeah, like we came home with groceries. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. And he's like, what else you need? I'm just like, we're okay. But he, um, there was a question that we had for. Not like colic, but restlessness and spitting up and how to prevent that. And gripe water is a thing. Um, so he dropped off gripe water and formula, like a different formula, which was Genelese instead of the normal one that we were using from the hospital. It was like 9 o'clock. He dropped it off. I'm like, dude. He was like, what else do you need? I'm like, nothing. Like, please stop. because. And I tried to get him like a butcher box of meat. And I asked him, I'm like, do you have a chest freezer? He goes, it's fu- it's full of dino nuggets. Don't give me anything. <laughs> dino nuggets. And I started laughing, and, and I go, well, you know, let me know if you have room or whatever. And he goes, if you buy me anything, I swear to God, I'm going to break your legs, burn your house down <laughs> after I make sure your family's safe, and then you're going to be out of this asset. He's like, don't buy me anything. Shut up. Stop. Like, please. And I said, fine, then leave my driveway because you parking here is increasing my property value way too <laughs> rapidly, and I can't be having this. You know, so it was – um, I mean, he's been, he's been awful, awesome, but he, uh, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of how it is, right? Like the succession mm-hmm. of things he, he was doing stuff for us that he wish 
not you know not necessarily did or didn't happen for him, but that he's he's seen an experience where he's like, yeah, it's nice to have breakfast accounted for. Right. So you're not spending that money at the hospital. So um, it's just all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's neat to experience it kind of before friends because now I can. I, I know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and then I can answer those questions faster. There's never going to be a filter. I can just give you the no BS. Um, and then when it comes time, it's just going to be like, yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. food's here. Um, or if you're preoccupied because you're feeding her and Gina's sleeping, then or him, then boom, I'll just, you know, I'll make sure it gets up to your floor. Just let me know what room you're in. I just, I don't know. It's nice. It's nice to have friends because it takes a tribe. Oh, yeah. Definitely takes a tribe. Well, that's sick, dude. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad that everything's good. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Correct. Because we had a lot of stuff to do. We do. We do. We'll talk about it next week on uh, next week's episode, episode 190-something. We're almost at 200, bro. I know we're getting there. That's crazy. It is. So we'll see you guys next week. Please uh, like, comment, subscribe. If you're interested in the whiskey discussions, because we haven't had whiskey conversations in a while on this channel, go over to Whiskey Talk with BHH on YouTube and uh, BHH Whiskey Talk on Instagram. Check that out. That's where all of our whiskey content will be up for here on out. And we appreciate all of you, but we still remind you all to drink responsibly. Good person. And Michael. Do not litter. We're out. (laughs) I'm not sure